almost 100% better at being bad. But don't... <laughs> Maybe there's some Isn't weird... Isn't just worse? Isn't that better at being bad? Uh, maybe. You're tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. An eventful August rears its one, two, and finally three heads in the very first week. While next week may be enigmatic, we're here to clear it up. GoFest 2020, I think it's time we kiss and make up. Event! Adjustments on the old Pokecoin machine continue, but now in more places. And more on this episode of GoCast! Hello and welcome to the GoCast podcast, episode 105. It is August 4th, yet another Tuesday evening i'm your host chris and i'm joined as always by my co-host kyle hiya hey kyle what's going on man not much not much right now not a whole lot boy i wish i had that problem (laughs) i'm i'm a busy bee this week these events have got me all sorts of ways and there's just so much stuff to do and talk about i'm really thrilled i mean outside of pokemon go as well so (laughs) (laughs) but before we get into everything that we're going to talk about this week and as always plenty to talk about and cover shout out to five brand new patrons jamal Pello, Ash Ketchup, who we just did the interview with. It's in the feed. It should be before this episode. Go check it out if you haven't already. Ryan and SKT, thank you to all five of you for your patronage and your support. We really appreciate it. And we hope that you're enjoying the Discord community as much as we are, which my my enjoyment of the Discord community grows by the day. <laughs> it really, <laughs> oh, really great. does. It, it is yes. Before the news, Kyle, it's time yeah. to be held accountable to the promises that we made ourselves and the general public last week we call these goals <laughs> yeah 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 and your goals kind of went to the tune of well three things max a go lurk i did it Alrighty. how painful was it uh, 139 rare candy 139 rare candy yeah that's huge for you how are you feeling uh, i have like a hundred i have 250 rare candy still so like ooh, ooh, ooh. i'm okay just kind of sad but it's done that's it. That's the last ghost in the game that I've maxed out now. They're Wait, so you're out. finished with maxing ghosts? I'm done until you're they release until they release the rest of them from this generation, which is, I think, just jealousant. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations, Kyle. I didn't realize <laughs> that you were that finished. I think you mentioned that last week, but I think it passed me by. Yep. Oh my god, that means I can change my buddy, guys. Oh my god. I'm wow. So what are you gonna do next? Probably save Stardust until I I figure out what I want to do for Ultra and Great League. Yeah, that might be a good idea. <laughs> might be a good plan anyway speaking of stardust you also wanted to get two hundred thousand stardust last week how'd that go i i did not manage to do that no nope, no I you did not oh nope. no okay well well you also wanted to do your daily streaks did you manage to do that i did manage to do that that was nice awesome. nice 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 okay two out of three mr kyle good job <laughs> for myself max a masquerade i did that first thing after the show last week so it is finished Three hundred thousand stardust i did do that i did a couple of playing sessions this week i was very excited for dragon week more on dragon week in just a moment here and then the thing i fell short on was my team rocket well the hero medal rather <laughs> i wanted to get to 375 i think last week i was at 340 i was supposed to get 35 i only managed to do like 20 uh, I think I was a little bit uh, headstrong on that one. So 
two out of three for me as well. Nice tie. Nice tie, Kyle. I see you. Yeah. I do. All right. Well, let's we'll, we'll plan on making some more, I guess, achievable goals. Well, actually, I guess I will plan on that because yours were achievable. You just didn't. The Stardust one just slipped past you. I, I just didn't achieve them. But <laughs> I did achieve some other things this week. Such as, please do fill me in. I did some Rayquaza raids. Okay. I did a grand total of six, maybe seven Rayquaza raids. Okay. I got three shiny Rayquazas. You got three shiny Rayquazas <laughs> this week? This week. Three? Three. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Kyle. Yeah. Applications for a new co-host are open yet again. I know it's been several months since we've made this joke, but they're open again. <laughs> I, I'm happy for you, but that's that's disgusting. Let me just put it out plainly. That's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, it's well, congratulations. Or, or any of them any good? Like no, great no, ideas? No. They're all they're actually all, abysmal. They all follow the shiny rule. Huh. Yeah. One of them's like, I don't know, 13, 11, 12. And that's the best that was. Oh, that's not too awful in the world no. of shinies. I'll take it. Yeah. I only got one shiny Rayquaza this week, and then I kind of like took the foot off the gas pedal a little bit because like, <laughs> well, I got the one I wanted. Did you get any other shinies this week? No. Okay. I yeah. did. Ready? I'm going to list and enumerate. Oh, no. One was a Dratini, okay, pink little noodle, fine. happy. One was a horsey. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not jealous it's okay i didn't even post it anywhere when i got it didn't put it in the bragging channel on discord nothing and a transfer and it's like (laughs) alrighty, fine thank you and i went back and i looked and i have five shiny horsies no joke and i've already got a cedra so like i'm swimming in them (laughs) see what i did there water Uh... pokemon (laughs) and then the last one you ready you ready not an event rosalia Nope, it's not oh, an event, okay. shiny. I'm pretending to do, drum roll my table. I might as well just do it. I hatched a shiny shink set up a 10k egg, and I almost cried. Oh, that's right. You did post that. Oh, my gosh. I was very thrilled about that one. Those ones are It's a nice shiny. It's also super unexpected because I'm like, 10k eggs. It's not a gibble. See, see you later, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that was fine. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves here and talking about our weeks and things. But why don't we hop right into the news? And the news does include, well, first, let's talk about the August events. We covered three of the Ultra Unlock weeks that are going to happen in the month of August, and we'll get through them. But we were having a conversation about Dragon Week. We are in the midst of Dragon Week currently, and there is a lot of mixed feelings out there in the community. <laughs> oh, boy. And the definitive sort of line, right, to differentiate between those who had a good time and those who did not have a good time, it seems to be this theme around expectations So anyway, we got an email from a member of our community, Cameron, and she made four points at the back end of her email about her feedback from the Dragon event. And I thought that they kind of encapsulated a lot of the complaints and shortcomings and general feedback that we've been getting on the community side of things like on Twitter and such. So with her permission, I wanted to read them out. And is it's kind of like a like a case study. It's like an example of what everybody else is kind of thinking as well. So Mm -hmm. Cameron's first point. I feel like Niantic put expectations way too high for Dragon Week, and I went in really excited for Dino and Gibble, but now all I worry about is getting a shiny I don't have. So, kind of some feedback based on Dino and Gibble being focused, and Dino relatively being kind of unavailable. It's so rare, it's difficult to hatch, like, and it's not coming mm-hmm. out of anything else besides the two guaranteed you get from the research. 
So before we move on to any other points, how do you feel about the, the rarity of Gibble and Dino for this event, especially how much they were kind of promoted to promote this week? So I think this is where conversation needs to be had about it in that how much were they actually promoted? So we know that Dino's Shiny was released. Like that was a talking point on the thing. But Dino was not listed in the featured Pokemon. Unlike other past events we've had, it's a very key difference that people didn't notice. So they set their expectations even higher because of the aspect of shiny dino. True. But I will say, even though it wasn't in the notes, it was in the key art that promoted the event. Yeah. But I just think that they, they did specify who was spawning more and they did specify that Gibble would be rare. Mm -hmm. So I personally not played a whole lot of this week so i've only seen a couple of gibble and obviously i don't hatch eggs so i haven't seen any dino i will say i hatched my well actually okay we'll get we'll get to 7k eggs and stuff in a second here because i feel like that's kind of oh it's almost a different conversation right because it includes the whole loot box conversation as mm -hmm, well mm -hmm. but i just think that bond wise people read a little too much into it and niantic was and niantic was a little bit intentionally misleading how do you mean they used this event as a means to release Dino as a shiny. Mm -hmm. But they did not use it as a means to let people get the shiny like they usually do when they release a new shiny when it's associated with an event. Oh, you mean like usually when it's like boosted spawns and stuff? Yeah. Usually when a new shiny is released, it's out everywhere or it's everywhere in eggs. You can intentionally try and get it during that starter window. And that was clearly not their intention here. I wasn't personally confused by this one, but I saw everybody else who was. And I definitely yeah. think that there is some question to be had at that aspect. Right. We'll circle back on this because I think expectation and intention from the Niantic point of view is probably where the bread and butter of this conversation is going to lie. But mm -hmm. I want to I want to address some of our other points first before we continue on. Her next point is the way raids are set up right now is not super accessible to many people. Only five raid passes at a time and only being able to buy three adds up quickly. Once I got my shiny Rayquaza, I basically stopped joining remote raids. However, something I've learned from Reversal is you can invite five people to a raid and back out before it starts so other people can raid without you wasting a pass. I hope Niantic addresses this oh. somehow. Yes, I did know about that little trick. It usually works out best for like, you know, if you have a gibble around you and you want to share it with 15 different yeah. friends, yeah. make three different lobbies, invite five. It takes a lot of coordination. So while yeah. it is possible, it takes a lot of coordination. Well, to do it three times, but to do it once doesn't take much coordination at all. No, it does not. Yes, for sure. So if, if there's a way for all of y'all to leverage that to your benefit, there you go. Credit to Reversal and Cameron for bringing it to our attention. But this next point's about eggs. The rare egg spawns are a scam. I went through 18 7-kilometer eggs with all Trap Inch and Horsey and wasted Super Incubators that I normally only spend on 10 kilometers. And then this last point that she made is, I usually give Niantic some slack because they've done a lot to adjust to current times, but they didn't really prepare for this that well. And I think that's to say, I think that they didn't manage expectation as well mm -hmm. as we would have liked, right? So... Anyway, now that that's all laid out, those are all of the thoughts that Cameron laid out. I, again, I've, I've heard each of these points, all four of them, addressed and echoed somewhere in the social sphere. So I think Cameron's feedback is a good representative of how people are feeling. So Kyle, have at it. Let's talk about eggs. What do you want to talk about eggs about first? 
I have nothing positive to say about eggs, personally. <laughs> okay, maybe I should start then. <laughs> yeah, so if you have something positive, start first. Cause... <laughs> okay. I will, I will say, here's the thing when people are trying to target a particular Pokemon. When it's in a egg pool... It's really frustrating because there's a lot of effort and buy-in up front. And I think the expectation mounts and the disappointment is that much more so because you've put in much more effort up front to get that chance to check for the shiny, right? Or even for Dino in the first place. Mm -hmm. I will say I hatched my first full set of nine seven-kilometer eggs today when I went out for a walk. Got a dino on my first batch, but I've seen so many people posting online that they've done four or five sets of nine and nothing like Cameron was saying, horsies, maybe the occasional whatever else is just like mixed in there, but it's, Swablu. it's not what they're looking for. Yes. Yeah, Swablu. Exactly. Ugh. So I, I understand, I understand the gripe, but I don't think eggs are pretending to be something that they're not with this event. I've seen numbers as low as 1% have gotten dino out of an egg like one percent of 7k eggs have dino in it i believe that i believe that which is astronomically absurd but that is part of the discussion as a whole i don't like eggs in general and i've said this for a while now i've stopped hatching eggs the last time i hatched eggs was the last time i bought a box which would have been i don't know five months ago now four months ago do you still hatch like the one yeah, on the free I, incubator? I okay. use my free incubator as it's going. Okay. That's about it. I use the super incubators that the special researchers have given us, and that's about it. Until stuff changes, or maybe once we go back to normal and I start needing regular raid passes again, and I'm buying boxes that just happen to have incubators in them, I'll do mm -hmm. it. But I'm not going to hatch intentionally anymore. I'm already tired from hatching 7K eggs trying to get the fossils. And I just think that when you put something that's targeted in only the egg pool, it's the only place you can get it, you can't find it anywhere else, becomes the biggest problem. Okay. Well, there, I mean, there's two in the special research that you get guaranteed. Dino is not the perfect example because Dino can spawn in the wild. It's insanely rare. I've seen one in the wild personally, but not during, oh, this, wow. event. Not during this event. But stuff like the fossils, I don't think Arkin and Tor Tertuga could spawn in the wild for example no i don't think so either i think they were only available behind eggs yeah and so that's a that's a deliberate problem and i think considering dino is basically not spawning for this event it's applicable for this discussion too and why i think it's a problem yeah. i think the egg thing is only really a problem when there's a time limit to the availability of the thing in the egg and that's and, and it's exclusive behind that wall for the fossil change you could you know make the argument that well yeah we put them in 7k eggs but you could walk with your free incubator for as long as you want, because we didn't define how long they were going to be in there. I mean, they did that on purpose, though, because almost immediately after 7Ks have been shifting for eight months now, and they haven't been back since almost. Right. But but the point is that the messaging from the other side didn't mislead you into thinking, well, you better get your hatches in now, buy yes. all your incubators, even though the rate is so low. This is true. And they've done that. Right, exactly. That's the misleading sort of thing that I think you're kind of getting at. And I think most people are kind of getting at here is that the, the way that the write-up was made and that we the way that we are trained to read and interpret those write-ups because we've read so many of them now, it made it seem like Dino would be more prevalent in the egg pool since that's the only place it would be. And the verbiage was if you're lucky, not if you're extremely, if you're incredibly, if you're astronomically lucky. Yeah. It was just if you're lucky. And they've said in the past if you're extremely lucky, but they chose not to do that this time. And that signals something 
to a lot of us, you know, because they have catchphrases that we that we lean on to kind of glean information from. Mm -hmm. Is that kind of the frustration you were describing earlier, that misleading sort of thing? Yeah. And just but like overall rates of eggs are so bad that I have no interest in hatching just in general. Having hatched, I don't know, I think I hatched 137k eggs when I was trying to get the fossils and I got one Arkin. I still oh, don't even have a Tertuga yet. Okay. So I'm I'm a little bit sour on anything egg related. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about the whole conversation around the odds and stuff and and you know, where again, where the intention is and did we feel like the messaging was on point for what we're feeling, you know. But the other point that Cameron also brought up was now that we're kind of in this world of remote raiding, the five passes at a time only by three at a time sort of thing, it's kind of obnoxious to have to go back and buy more and more or not get them in, you know, packs of 16 like we do in boxes and stuff like that. Personally, I don't find it as obnoxious, except for when I run out and I can't buy them from the raid screen. I have to back all the way out to the shop and it wastes a lot of time. That's my only complaint. I'm okay with holding, you know, not so many at once. Kyle, what do you think? I'm also okay with the limit. It doesn't bother me too much with at the current price point. But I do wish that instead of saying, hey, you're out, it just brought a pop-up to say, hey, buy more. Because, like, I'd buy more <laughs> at that screen. Right, 100%. And yeah, me like, too. And it, that's also a very mobile gamey thing to do. So maybe they don't want to do that. But why not? We all want it. We're all trained to look for it. You I know, know, I know. We're but frustrated like when it's not there. <laughs> maybe they're trying to step away from that negative stigma about okay. mobile gaming. But I, I would I, do it. <laughs> Kyle, I would normally agree with you if this wasn't juxtaposed with an entire conversation about how misleading we thought the egg rates were. Okay, fair point. <laughs> okay, anyway, why don't we move on to the next little bit here. Okay, and then just for quick review, this is what we have coming up next week for Enigma Week. It's going to run from Friday, August 7th to the next Friday, August 14th at the 1 p.m. PDT time. It's usually when they do the, the global turnover time. The future Pokemon range from the mysterious LGM to the powerful Deoxys. Deoxys will be in five-star raids. And if you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. It's going to be the normal form, by the way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you also may encounter a shiny star you, which apparently, okay, fine. Lots of people have written in. Yeah. There's an email about it. It's mint. It's not green or silver. It's mint. Excuse me. <laughs> mint is a tint of green. Mint is, green. Tint mint green. is just green with a little bit of white mixed in. Well, that's like saying eggshell is white, but it's not. No, eggshell is... Eggshell is white though. It's eggshell white. It's a it's mint green, eggshell white. Titanium white. Yeah. If you exactly. Will. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Mint anyway. green. It's it's mint green. It's a full color. Okay. Anyway. I'm also I've come to terms with the fact that the one that I saw that's in Let's Go and stuff is not going to be in Go, which is going to be the one that's green. I do it agree. is kind of a shame. Yes. The one in Let's Go is it's real good. Yeah, I was hoping for more people to be like, oh, yeah, that stinks. But only one person was like, hey, it's mint, guys. I was like, OK, <laughs> see how it is. Anyway, so that's next week. Keep your eyes open for the star you spawns, obviously. And then you're going to want to want to be raiding Deoxys for that normal form shiny. And then after that's Unova week. We'll talk about this again next week just to remind you. But it's happening from the 14th to the 21st. And again, Friday to Friday. Seawaddle, Cotney, Moga, and Mufalant all originally discovered in the Unova region because it's going to be Unova week will be appearing in the world of Pokemon Go for the first time. 
Mufalant is going to be a regional. It's going to be kind of around the New York City and surrounding areas. And then Gen Effect will be in five-star raids. If you're lucky, you might encounter a shiny one. They're awesome. They're red. Give and me. then <laughs> shiny Rog and Rolla is being released that yeah. week as well. Again, we'll we'll remind everybody next week that that's coming up next week or the week prior, I suppose. But just kind of wanted to, you know, if you're looking to write down a to-do list for the next couple of weeks, it's good information to have. Speaking of which, things that are also happening this month. Actually, one of these events just ended 44 minutes ago. Spotlight <laughs> hours. That's right. Tuesday, August 4th. And when they just finished, Horsey will be in the spotlight. Oh, darn. I oh. missed that one. Oh, no. And you'll earn twice the candy for catching Pokemon. On Tuesday, August 11th, Sableye will be in the spotlight. You'll earn twice the candy for transferring yes. Pokemon. Okay. Excuse me. I'm just going to make a quick little reminder on my phone. Oh, man. Yeah. Hang on. Let me let me mark all these Rayquaza and Gibble for transfer. Transfer 30 Zapdos. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. All right. Tuesday, August 18th, Venipede will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the experience for evolving Pokemon. And then Tuesday, August 25th, Geodude will be in the spotlight and you'll earn twice the Stardust for catching Pokemon. It's only the Cantonian form, by the way, that has been confirmed. So mark your calendars for the ones you care about and leave your Tuesdays wide open for the ones you don't. Maybe Venipede. Venipede might be the one. <laughs> Okay, moving on here to a really exciting piece of news. The GoFest 2020 makeup event. They said they were going to, and by they, I mean Niantic said they were going to have a makeup event. We finally got some details. We got it like two days after we recorded last week. I think it was on Thursday, something like that. But the makeup day is going to be August 16th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time. Features include, it's only three hours, by the way. Pokemon featured during the Pokemon Go Fest 2020 Fire, Water, and Friendship Habitat hours will be appearing in the wild. Incense will be more effective at attracting the featured Pokemon, and certain featured Pokemon will appear only when attracted by incense, so be sure to use incense to encounter all sorts of Pokemon. There will be a special free box featuring two incense and two remote raid passes. Please note that players can claim this box only if they have fewer than three raid passes in their item bag. Gifts open during the event can contain rare candies, and incense activated during the event will last for one hour. It's been a lot of feedback on this, mostly because it's only featuring three of the five habitats. I'm not I'm not upset that battle's not included because we've had a lot of Gibble love lately, but I know that's generally the feedback that people have been given to this, that it's great, but we kind of wanted battle. Yeah, I'm not as upset about it. I'm not really upset at all, actually, but it would yeah. have been nice instead of... Well, see, here's the thing. So people are looking for battle and, you know, everyone wants Gibble and stuff. But if we do have the bonuses for habitats that we did for regular GoFest, Water had three times Stardust, yeah. which is pretty great. Fire had double catch candy, which, again, is pretty great. And Friendship was the rare candies, right? I believe so. So yes. the rare candies are obviously confirmed already. Mm -hmm. and while water had the most lackluster spawns next to grass three times stardust is is pretty good hey man gotta hunt that quill fish uh, yeah i mean i technically i have to i didn't get it yep yeah so i i think it has to do with the hours that got disrupted while the the outage happened i don't think that they handpicked these and like ah this will show we won't give them battle again i think these were the hours that got disrupted in the areas that had issues mm -hmm. okay that's fair yeah yeah, so I don't know. There's a lot of feedback on this. We're getting a makeup day. Not a lot of details are confirmed other than, yes, it's going to be some of what was on GoFest, and it's going to mostly act like GoFest all over again. 
So if we get more details or if there are some specifications that come out, come to the surface, either from the community or from Niantic or wherever it might come from, we'll talk about it again next week. But for now, let's move right along. We got one more thing in the news to talk about. And it is the Pokecoin update. Yes, we come back to this every once in a while. The last <laughs> update was 611. Um, but here's the quote from the article update that they put out today. They be Niantic. We've seen some promising results from the limited Pokecoin rewards test and have found that more trainers are receiving free Pokecoins than ever before. Trainers who cannot readily access gyms have been able to earn Pokecoins through a wider variety of featured activities. In response to positive community feedback and these results, we're updating the current Pokecoin rewards test for trainers in Australia, as well as expanding this test to Germany, New Zealand, and Taiwan. The update introduces Team Go Rocket-related tasks to the daily activities you can complete to earn Pokecoins. And to clarify, uh, confirmed by several of the Australian players in our community, you do have to complete all of the tasks in order to get your coins from the coin-related task things. So just to kind of review where this has been, right, and, and the changes on 6.11 they made, just so everybody kind of knows what to expect, perhaps, down the line here. Maximum number of Pokecoins earned per day will be 50. The number of Pokecoins earned from defending gyms will be 6 per hour. The maximum number of Pokecoins earned per day from defending gyms will be 30. And the number of Pokecoins earned per day by completing the featured activities in the Today View will be 20. And they essentially just said they're expanding this and they added new tasks to the pool for the tasks you need to complete for your 20 daily coins. Thoughts, feelings, Kyle? What do you think? I'm still meh on this at this point. I think it's it's cool giving people other options. I just don't understand why it has to be at the cost of gym coins. Why mm -hmm. couldn't it just be a separate part of your 50 per day? Yeah, I think it's so that they, they keep the amount of coins to a reasonable level that they can measure and maintain. But what I'm saying is maximum 50 coins per day. You can get 20 from your today view, or you could get all 50 from a gym. If you get 20 from your today view, your maximum for the gym would be 30. Mm -hmm. But if somebody who just wants to defend, you know, seven gyms for an hour and 20 minutes, why not let them? It, uh, I just, it seems like you're taking away something for no actual reason. Yeah, I think we talked about this last time, too. We, we discussed this. You and I were pretty much like, yeah, it seems weird. What are they trying to pull off? What are they trying to tell us about gyms? Do we not like gyms anymore? Like, yeah. what what's going on? And it's still not entirely clear. But what is clear is that even though there was a little bit of poo-poo on this to begin with, right, when it first came out, people were like, ah, I don't really like this. This smells bad sort of thing. That people are positively reacting to it now and you know from what they said more people are getting poke coins now than ever before i guess that means that a lot of people just did not care about gym defending i know i don't normally it's only when i remember to but this is a nice way for people to be like hey i'm at home all day i guess i'll get 20 of my coins at the very least instead of zero like i normally get every week yeah exactly so i, I guess it serves them but again where does this leave gyms huh? <laughs> that's the yeah. conversation i want to have if we had more details kyle yeah. like <laughs> One day, one day there'll be details. One day we'll be able Maybe. to have a full conversation about gyms and not be like, uh. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the news. Why don't we just roll right into Gear Up? Hey, where's Gary? This week on Gear Up, we're going to talk about Gyarados because he's got a community day coming up. We didn't even mention it, but it's it's this Saturday the 8th. Oh, well, we'll, we'll mention it in the goals. Don't you worry. But it's getting a new move. Gyarados is getting Aqua Tail. So we're going to talk about that. This is mostly going to be about PvP because, as you'll see about the PvE in just a second. But so in PvE, which is to say raids and gyms, Aquatail has 
45 power, costs 33 energy. In PvP, it has 50 power, costs 35 energy. So it's it's one of the low-cost spammy moves that you can have access to, something like like a crunch, for example, which right. ironically Gyarados also has access to. But yeah, but it costs more energy in PvP. In PvP bite is 45 energy, but that's a separate discussion. In raids, Aquatail doesn't do anything for Gyarados. It's less DPS than Hydro Pump, even though Hydro Pump is a hundred energy, so you're probably going to get KO'd with wasted energy. So Aquatail may have some niche uses for when that would be applicable, but not really. Come on. Come on. So so what you're saying is that in the situation where you weren't prepared to use Gyarados as a water type, Gyarados would benefit from having Aquatail. Uh, I mean, it would benefit more from having Hydro Pump unless you really, really dislike 100 energy charge moves yeah ever since we got surf for kyogre it's i'm never going back to hydro pump if i don't have to in anything yeah but like you got <laughs> crab hammer on your kinglers and stuff so th- those true. are good options it's true i think i've got hydro pump and a vaporeon as well but i digress Oof. but the the real thing that's going on here that niantic is clearly focused on for community days is pvp first up is great league gyarados is not he's not so good here all of this discussion is going to be Using data from PV Poke, which helps let you simulate battles and circumstances that happen in the game down to the individual turn. And there's also some very helpful presets to pair up Pokemon against the most popular Pokemon of that specific league. And it shows you the specific outcomes. I've used it for Gear Up before, just sharing it now for those of you who have not heard of it. Against the meta in Great League, Gyarados just loses horribly without aquatail seven wins 36 losses with aquatail 12 wins 31 losses just bad it's bad but we would better yeah it's it's a lot better five wins more yeah it's that's wow it's bad but it's it's better bad it's almost 100 percent better at being bad but don't (laughs) maybe there's some Isn't weird that just worse Isn't that better people uh maybe oh my god maybe there's some niche self cup where it's gonna come into play who probably not let's don't but moving on we have ultra league and because there's going to be more relevant discussion for ultra master and premier league the move sets being used are dragon breath hydro pump and crunch with Aquatail replacing Hydro Pump where applicable. Gyarados already has some uses in Ultra League. It's not like the worst Pokemon imaginable, but it is ranked like 100th or something like that, which is not not too great. No, not too Ultra. Got to be plus Ultra to, to work in Ultra True, League, right? true. <laughs> Without Aquatail, 8 wins, 28 losses. Ouch. Uh, that's, that's not going beyond at all. With Aquatail, 18 wins, 18 losses. That's a swing of 10 wins in favor of Gyarados. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And it's worth noting, Gyarados is a pretty budget option, air quotes there, because it's 400 candy, but it's only 10,000 Stardust for that second move. For those people on the budget, it's it's a good choice. Mm -hmm. Worth mentioning, Shadow Gyarados doesn't change the win-loss ratio at all in Ultra League, surprisingly. It's still 18-18. 
that's surprising. Yeah. Um, but it's also really comforting. Well, <laughs> I don't have to worry League, about you know, it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Next up, Master League. Same move set. Dragon Breath, Hydro Pump, Crunch, Aqua Tail for Hydro Pump. Gyarados is also pretty okay in Master League right now, especially as a budget option, as previously mentioned. Without Aqua Tail, nine wins, 14 losses, one draw. I think the draw is against Togekiss, which is very interesting. Okay, sure. With Aquatail, 16 wins, six losses, two draws. Whoa. So that's pretty good. Obviously, the meta here is, is a lot tighter than in Great or Ultra League. So you're going to see more variations of Pokemon that people use as wild cards. But that's a pretty good win-loss ratio against the meta Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Some key victories in Master League, just for Gyarados in general. He beats Giratina and Giratino, Kyogre, Groudon, and Mewtwo. Mewtwo? Oh, from the, from the dark typing. Huh? From yeah, the, crunch. the dark crunch. Yeah. Some key losses. Dialga. Oh, my God. Togekiss, which is a draw, but, you know, and Melmetal. Stinking Dialga, man. Well, hang on, Get out of here. Okay. Hang on, though. Okay, okay. This is where want to make one more note shadow gyarados might be better in master league for some situations it's not like a better win rate but it trades wins against certain pokemon it will lose against giratine o but it will win against dialga which is you know if that's what you really want to do you win with like 10 hp left but you still win (laughs) So. If you don't drop a, a attack turn, but because you stop tapping or something, yeah, it might be fourteen. You might win with fourteen health, so it's it's a it's a tight one, but it's still a, a sliver. Win. Yeah. Lastly, worth mentioning is Premier Master League. Without Aquatail, ten wins, thirteen losses, one draw. So, you know that's okay. That's okay. With Aquatail, thirteen wins, nine losses, two draws. It's better. Like it's it's just better. What else is there to say, really? You know, I feel a little bit bad characterizing Aquatail as not as much use last week that I wouldn't have to worry about it. But I still don't think you have to worry about it because you're still looking for a full 100 percent IV Gyarados to take you there. Right. Uh, I mean, because it's have, Master League. This is true. I do actually have 100 percent just chilling from a lucky trade from uh, years ago. So that'll get. Well, there off, you go. But throw Aquatail on that guy and you're good. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to be worried about missing out still because Gyarados is the budget option he's got good uses but you're probably going to use something else if you want to heavily invest in Master League mm-hmm. but overall Aquatail is actually really good for Gyarados it gives him a spammy charge move that gets stab it's even more spammy than crunches and he also has access to dragon breath which is like the best or second best quick move in the game so it's just, you know, there's a silver lining for somewhat lackluster community days. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. You had to get your little Maggie dig in. I see. I see. Yeah. I'm still looking forward to it. You can't you can't it's take that away from me, Kyle. And then you yeah. know it. I'm really excited to just get a bunch of shiny Goldfish. magic carp. It's gonna be fun. I like gold shinies. They feel good, you know. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be fun. All right. Well, thanks, Kyle. Now I don't know what to look for during this weekend. So just to clarify, I'm looking for 100% IV to use in Master League if I want to get something that actually has use. Yes. Al- the Ultra League. Ultra League works too. Like, it's okay. Yeah, not good enough that I'm going to be like, I'll spend my time doing that. 18 and 18 is still 50%. You are 
technically right. And yeah. apparently optimal IVs for a Ultra League Gyarados looks like it's 10, 11, 13. Mm. No, that, I don't know why that the PvP poke set that up there. It's 0, 15, 14. There you go. Okay, okay. That makes more so, sense. So take, take a Sharpie on Saturday morning and write those three numbers on the inside of your hand. So when you forget <laughs> what you're looking for, dear listener, you just open up your hand and there it is. <laughs> cool all right well thanks kyle appreciate that let's get into the poke lore and not to rub it in everybody's face about how maybe some people might have not have had the best time this past week but this week we're going to talk about dino the irate pokemon zvilus the hostile pokemon and hydreigon the brutal pokemon first up is dino dino is a small blue quadrupedal pokemon with black fur covering its head and neck concealing everything but its mouth from view the fur around its neck also has six purple spots encircling it which resemble bruises the hair on the top of its head takes the shape of a single small horn it also has a short tail that appears to be bitten off oh as it is blind it will bite at and eat anything that moves (laughs) and it has the vigor and energy to bite constantly and without stopping I wonder what happened to its tail then. Did it bite off its own tail or something? <laughs> Another dino did. Yeah, it must have. It never stops biting, making it dangerous to approach without taking precautions. It will also ram anything, ensuring that it always has bruises all over it. As seen in The Lonely Dino, it may rear up on its hind legs when happy. Dino primarily lives in caves with abundant water sources. Awesome. Moving on to Zvilus. Zvilus is a dark blue quadruped Pokemon with two heads and black fur covering its necks and back. Its front legs are muscular with two claws on each foot, but its rear legs are less defined and have two small backward pointing toes without claws. There are tufts of fur over its heads with round points at the top. It has two thin wings on its back, each ending in two points. The fur stops at the chest and opens up to fuchsia-striped bands on the side of its legs. Ooh, fancy schmancy. <sighs> Though it appears to lack eyes, it is unknown if Zvilus is blind. I think it's a safe bet that it's blind. If Dino was blind and it's got the same thing going on. Yeah. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Anyway, Zvilus has the vigor and energy to eat and bite constantly without stopping. Its heads dislike each other and are very hostile. As a result, the heads often turn eating into a competition, each head trying to claim leadership by eating more than the other. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Because of this, Zvilus always eats far too much and is covered in scars, even without opponents to fight. It is a nomadic Pokemon. It migrates once it has eaten all the prey in an area. Awesome. And lastly... Hydreigon. Hydreigon is a three-headed draconic Pokemon with six thin black wings that each end at two points on its back. It has a fuchsia-colored collar on its neck, which surrounds its head. The main head is dark blue and has blue eyes and fuchsia pupils. Its two hands are also black and each harbors a head. These are similarly blue with black eyes with small fuchsia collars on the inside. Its abdomen has two fuchsia stripes and its feet appear atrophied, having no claws or defined soles and two or three small toes. Its tail also sports a fuchsia stripe and ends with a black tuft. Hydreigon is a violent, destructive Pokemon. It will attack anything that moves, determining it a foe. Its head can consume anything. Its heads can consume anything. Many stories describe Hydreigon destroying entire villages. Despite its three heads, it is a singular entity unlike its pre-evolution, Zvilus. Its secondary heads lack brains and do not move or think <laughs> of their own accord. They're basically just hands. So they're not heads. They're hands. Yeah, they're... they're <laughs> what do the eyes do? He- heads is hands. 
Yeah, I don't know. They're just like sunken and, and dark. If you look at some of the art, it's actually a little bit freaky after you read the Pokedex entry. Mm. Anyway, for stats, max CP of 3625, strong, strong Pokemon. Incredible stats featuring 256 attack, 211 stamina, and 188 defense. Defense being pretty low, but if 188 is the lowest stat that you have, <laughs> and your main stat of attack is 256, I think you get a free pass. Best move set. There's two different move sets here. If you want to go full dark for the stab, bite and dark pulse, which is actually suggested over the dragon typing move set, which for stab for dragon, you want to go with dragon breath and dragon pulse. Yeah. And that's Dino. The dragon move set's not good. Don't do it. No, it's not. It's not good. The article that I was reading, which was off of uh, the Game Press website, which we'll have linked in the show notes, as we usually do when we do a Pokalore nowadays. Outright said, take the dark type move set. They both get stabbed, the dragon and the dark type, just the, the dark type moves that are available in comparison to what would be like bites compared to dragon breath and dark pulse compared to dragon pulse. They just beat out the dragon moves. It also doesn't hurt that dragon competition is very stiff, very stiff. True. There's some really good dragons in the game. Hydreigon is like the second or third worst of the ones worth mentioning. So take that as you will. If you happen to get your hands on a Hydreigon, I mean, you do with it as you will. But, you know, Bite and Dark Pulse, that surprised me. I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting that the dragon type moves for sure. But hey, there we are. Anyway, that's it for Pokalore. Why don't we just roll right into the Pokepole? So last week's question was, when it comes to Shadow Pokemon, do you feel do you feel strange choosing to not purify them as a trainer encouraged to do so? Are we just taking advantage of these unhappy creatures? First one's from Boris, and he said, I get that it's a game, but I have serious problems with Niantic moving away from their own narrative and now making it a good thing to keep Shadow Pokemon. I have purified all I ever caught except for four from Community Day. I TM'd frustration away from those. I haven't decided yet on keeping them like this. I don't have the candy to purify me too. I could do the other three, and two would be 100%, I believe. So I'm tempted mm. to do it. But everyone is telling me, some fiercely, to not do it. I'm not going to judge any other trainers for not purifying, of course. But for me, I'm not big into PvP. It's an easy decision to purify, and I do it even when I know I will release the Pokemon because it makes my in-game personality feel better about myself in my personal narrative. That's what playing an RPG is all about right there. Yeah, I think so, too. I think, yeah, for those of you that are able to then slough off the PvP applicability, that's the way to go, for wow. sure. Mewtwo is also the best neutral DPS in the game when he's shadow by like a lot, but yeah. yeah okay, fair enough. Mew okay, one outlier, one outlier. Mewtwo is the slight exception for me, just because yeah. it's it's absurd. But <laughs> okay. Well, this next one is from Splinteris. As a role player, I do take it to heart to purify any shadow Pokemon I rescue. Even though I do like to PvP, I can't bring myself to level up a shadow Pokemon knowing that I'm going to be getting the damage bonus from a, like an unpure place. Mm. Even the 89% shadow Mewtwo I got from GoFest got purified. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> I know Kyle is hating on me this. right now. <laughs> <laughs> but I made it go up from an 89 to 98, so I'm rather happy with that. Besides my RP morality, his roleplay morality, I'm still also working on my purifier metal. So it is what it is. Ugh. I mean, okay. To, to so each their own, bit. but ouch. 98% yeah. on a Mewtwo, though, I'm okay with that. But, like, that only increased damage by, like, 4%. Yeah, but what against other shadows and stuff. Or, sorry, against shadows in the first place. The purifier will help, too. So, like, that could just be yes. your shadow killer. There you but go. Shadow Mewtwo. 
is your everything else killer. True. True. <laughs> the next one's from Trent. And he said, for the most part, I purify every shadow. The only exceptions being the shadow legendaries, but only because I don't exactly have the candy to spend on them to purify. There may be advantages to having some stay shadows, but honestly, it feels bad to me. Very much a Pokemon are friends, not tools kind of player, even if they're just ones and zeros. That's fair. If I had the Stardust to purify all of the ones I caught, I would do that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. well, look at you. Except for the Mewtwo, right? Except for the Mewtwo. Mewtwo would not yeah. get purified. But that's okay. Oh. Mewtwo doesn't need to be purified. He's already evil anyways. Not innately. He's pretty, pretty close to it. He's about as close to an evil Pokemon as you get. He was just, well, okay, are we going to have a conversation about the ideology of Mewtwo? Because I'm assuming we're characterizing him based off Mewtwo Strikes Back, right? Yeah, and then and also in, I guess, he was also in the Detective Pikachu movie, but he was being taken. That wasn't his fault. Yeah, it wasn't his fault. He got brain controlled by, I don't want to, hey, no, I, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. <laughs> People out the there next, having to. Okay, all right. It's a future right. conversation, maybe on the stream. <laughs> Pokemon are friends, not food, was the um, was the summary from Trent. Okay, yep. <laughs> Benny, I don't really care. I'll keep whatever is best for PvP and transfer Ooh, the rest. Yeah, power gamers. <laughs> Jackson says, I'll purify it to feel better about being a good Pokemon trainer, but if it's meta relevant, I'm going to keep it shadow. If it's shiny, it's staying shadow. But I don't have enough candy to purify my shadow Suicune, so yeah. Uh, you'll, you'll get enough eventually. It will come around. Suicune makes the rounds. One day. <laughs> <laughs> how many legendaries we have now in the pool i don't know if we ever seen the dogs again true i'm hoping we do it's gonna, it's gonna have to be an them. event of some kind like 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 a johto throwback event yeah something like that i bet that will happen you can put money down on that one this next one's from george personally i am fine not purifying not only do they have better attack stats but i just don't feel like i need to purify them because i didn't really play the main series games or watch the anime a whole lot to know the intricacies of shadow pokemon also, I'm a collector. That's a fair point. That last one is, is good yeah. enough for me. If somebody yeah. said, hey, man, I'm a collector. I just keep them that way. And I got fill, clean ones, too. The fill in a slot. That's, like, I just that's descri- okay. I just described purified Pokemon as clean. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you know what I meant, right? Yeah. <laughs> just you wipe that like the red stuff out of their eyes. It's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Just get that. There you go. Pranay says, when it comes to shadow Pokemon, I just see the rarity. The super rare Pokemon have to be purified because the 10% candy discount is massive to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a purified Magikarp takes 40 less candy. I do believe you're correct. Yes. 10%. 400 is 40. That's a decent amount. It's a decent amount Mm -hmm. of less candy. And considering Shadow Gyarados doesn't perform them much better. Yeah. In PvP, at least, I guess. Why not? And then save yourself some uh, save yourself some candy. The last one is from Fire Drillin. If purified Pokemon got an actual boost like Shadows currently do, maybe I'd feel bad about it. But mostly, they're just annoying. Frustration, purifying, ruining your Great League mods by making them level 25 minimum. Also, dust requirement, 10, 30, 50 catches to purify on dust alone is a hard pass from me. And I feel like that's that's kind of the mindset for most people that don't grind or live for the Shadow game, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't seem worth it from an outside perspective. That's me. So this week's Pokepole is, how do you decide between what is and isn't worth your gameplay time in Pokemon Go? It's a tough question. Yeah. This is a tough question because it it, it really depends, right? 
Uh, it kind of depends on what's going on. For me, I like to min-max my events to some degree, but also at, at some point in time, I just kind of like let it go. This happened during GoFest. I was just so tired on that day one. Remember, I just had my Pokeball Plus out and I put my phone in my pocket. Everybody was like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, I just need to turn my brain off for a minute. Yeah. Like that just happens. But if I'm going out fresh to an event, right, and there's multiple things to care about. Let's just say it's an event like GoFest that has eggs, spawns, raids, research, right? My priority is research, and then it's spawns. And spawns also kind of includes raids to some degree, like one or two specified raids. But other than that, like the other stuff that takes time, like big time sinks, like hatching eggs and stuff, is like my lowest priority during those days, mm. or in general when I'm playing. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I'm in a similar category. I think I've, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. Eggs are not even on my list. Like they, I don't even give them the time of day enough to go open gifts to get seven Ks versus whatever Pokestops will give me. So that's probably the biggest decision I make in terms of what I spend my time on. I'm at the point where I prefer to just catch the spawns. And then if the raid is interesting to me, I'll do it, but I'm not actively seeking raids currently. Yeah. I mean, currently I am because Rayquaza's in raids, but that's a it's very specific to this week and in two weeks because Genesect. Yes, two weeks for Genesect. I can't wait. So, I mean, we both kind of just described what we prefer to do, but how do how do we decide between what is and isn't worth our okay. time, right? So, like, that's what fair. like the return on investment for the time that you spend, like, how do you justify mm-hmm. that to yourself when you're playing? The biggest one for me, obviously, eggs are not a return on investment in any way. Unless I could potentially sync up 10 10k eggs to hatch at the same time with a star piece, which is too much work in my opinion. Well, it's also, I mean, one egg past the inventory limit. Yeah, okay, nine. You know what I meant. No, because you can get 10. It'd just be really hard to do. (laughs) No. It's a glitch. (laughs) Yeah, but it's just not worth the investment for me personally. Right, no, 100%. Yeah, so like, so for instance, right, let's take this Dragon Week event. For example, you and I were not so stressed out about it because we didn't put a lot of stock into the one thing that was frustrating, which was egg hashing. We were just kind of like, if it happens, it happens, and that's it. And because of that, I got four shinies this week. I had a great dragon week that the stuff that people were complaining about, I wasn't even thinking about. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I think mindset perspective really changes a lot of about your enjoyment. So if you can if you can resist <laughs> the carrot at the end of the stick, this in this case it was shiny dino. Looking at it, you look at it, 7k egg pool, it's gated behind eggs, it's going to be rare and the shiny just came out. I don't think I'm going to be spending a lot of time hatching those eggs. Yeah, that, that went know, through my like, head. Like when when they release shiny Yolu, I'm like, nope, I'm not hatching 7k. Sorry, not happening. Yeah. Right. And if you choose to go down that path, that's for you. A lot of people live to hatch mm-hmm. eggs. Like, that's mm-hmm. what they do. There are people on the other end of the spectrum. And for those of you out there that do do that, I'm sorry about this event. I'm sure you're bummed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so. So if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, how do you decide between what is and isn't worth your gameplay time in Pokemon Go? We'd love to hear from you. You can answer the question when it's posted on Facebook and slash or Twitter, or if you're a patron in our patron exclusive Discord, or you can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717, or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. Speaking of emails. Emails. Emails emails and a voicemail we got a we got a voicemail oh did i just ruined the surprise we got a voicemail here it is 
Hey, guys. Wanted to start out with saying I uh, love the show. Keep up the great work. Uh, this is Darth Couch, Level 35 trainer from Kentucky. I had a quick question for you. Maybe you all can help me wrap my head around. Uh, how come when I see people talking about PVP IVs, a 15-15-15 would not be better than something that is a 0-14-15? The way my brain works, a 15-15-15 should always be the best you can get. And then I see all these people online talking about how these what I would consider a subpar Pokemon, is better than something that is completely maxed out. Uh, again, love the show. Thank you so much for doing what you do, and I uh, look forward to hearing the answer. So that's a great question, first off, because it just gets talked about so casually, and we try and step back here sometimes to make sure we address the casual, well, the casual terminology of Pokemon in general. The reason you want something like a 0-14-15 or a 0-15-14 is because the way CP is calculated, attack is weighted more heavily. So the higher your attack is, the higher your CP is. Defense and stamina also affect that, but to a much less degree. So while a 15-15-15 is better when you are level 40, a 15-15-15 CP is also slightly higher when you're level 17. So a level 17 Gyarados, for example, could be 1,600 CP if it was a 15, 15, 15, but it would be 1,499 if it was 0, 15, 14. So the reason it's really important is because with that zero attack, you can level up once, maybe even two times more than you would otherwise. And every time you level up, you get base stats. So... That level up will give you more attack, more HP, and more defense versus just the IV points that you're missing out on. With that goal of staying under the CP that you're like, like for competitive PvP, essentially, right? That's pretty much the only setting that this matters. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's only it's only competitive PvP, but ideal PvP IVs let you level up more times for a higher overall stat combination than just having a perfect Pokemon. Except Master League, of course. Seems counterintuitive, but it all yes. comes down to that the way that attack is weighted. That's really the simplest way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy stuff. Well, hopefully that answered your question, Kyle. Thank you for explaining that. You put that much more eloquently than I could have. And if it, <laughs> and if it doesn't answer it, right back in with any confusions. We'll totally try and clarify it better if we did not. Absolutely. And thank you for sending in a voicemail, Darth Couch. It's kind of nice to change it up every once in a while. Thank you. Very nice to hear from you. The first email is from Grayson. Hey, Kyle and Chris, GoFest was great. Awesome. I ended up with 16 shinies in total. On day nice. one, I got Roselia. Uh, 16's killer. Uh, on day one, I got Roselia, Houndour, Eevee, Tangela, Seviper, Unknown O, Oof. Alolan Grimer, Torchic, Charmander with a Pikachu visor, Shiny Snover, and another Shiny Unknown O. Oh, man, trade bait city. <laughs> Day two, I got another Charmander with a Pikachu visor, Shiny Unknown G. You got three Shiny oh Unknown? Grayson! So jealous. so jealous. Oh, spread the Shiny luck, man. Shiny Zangoose, another Charmander with a Pikachu. Is that three? Three Charmanders, the Pikachu visors? Oh, oh man. Gosh. And finishing it off with a Shiny Squirtle with a Pikachu oh, visor. With the starters. Oh, you got to trade in one of those Charmander for a Bulbasaur with somebody and get the full set. Have a great week. Grayson, P.S. Shiny Staryu is mint, not silver or green. See, there it is, Kyle. And Grayson <laughs> is an authority. So fair enough. OK, I, I will acquiesce to the mint to the mint green argument. Yes, it's, it's, it's mint. 
but mint is a tint of green. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for the email. The next email is from Alex and he said, finish my goal of maxing shadow ente. Holy cow. What? My new goal is going to be maxing my 15, 14, 12 shadow Mewtwo. What? <laughs> that's pretty that's, good. All right. That's, that's a, a long goal. road. That's a very I, long, expensive road. <laughs> I've done about 20 Rayquaza raids, so I have tons of rare candy to spend. All right. I got a couple of good dragons, but the huge part of the weekend was when my wife and I traded Sunday night. We went back and forth with mirror trades for Dratini. The last one went lucky. The last one went lucky. I asked her if she has any Bagon, and she had just one from this event. I told her I would give her my highest CP Bagon and give her a kiss for good luck, but knew the odds of back-to-back luckies would be low. Back-to-back luckies. The Bagon was a 98%. Oh, yeah. Nice. And the Dragonite was a 14-14-13. Not bad at all. Hope you guys are having a good Dragon Week. I think it's been pretty good for what we're playing, at least. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, besides talking about and addressing how everybody else in the community felt about it, if you had asked me in a vacuum, I'm I'm thrilled with Dragon Week. Rayquazas yeah. back in raids. That, that's yeah, enough to make me happy. You know, you know? What's there not to like? <laughs> okay, thanks for stealing the happiness out of the room. Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for the email, Alex. <laughs> Joshua's got an email now. Hi, Chris and Kyle. Thank you so much for reading my email and all the support you gave me with my Eevee event. Yes. When I saw my event in the show notes, I ran over my house laughing my head off. Yeah, so if you missed it, in the show notes for episode 104, I put a really long write-up that we did a summary of of Joshua's email. He designed an entire Eevee-focused event. It's 10 hours, and the write-up is incredible. Go ahead and take <laughs> yeah, a look in the show it. notes if you want to read it. My answer to the Pokepole is quite simple. I keep my Shadow Pokemon until I know I am going to need them. I don't transfer them until a few days after I caught them, upon which I then do. However, I have never brought a Shadow Pokemon into a battle. I'm a very firm believer in following the idea of the script, in quotes, as if I was following the storyline like Pokemon were real. For example, in Pokemon Sword, I left Zacian and Eternatus in an OP box. As I believe if someone saw a Lugia flying through the sky, for example, they would cherish the moment, maybe take a picture, but not throw silver Pokeballs at it. Fair enough. So overall, I usually purify the Pokemon I will use. The others, I keep one of each shadow in case I need it. I understand you have answered this question before, but I'm concerned that I may not have explained it very well. I only started quite recently and had my very first community day on CDOT community day. So don't have Smackdown Tyranitars, Meteor Match Metagross, or any of the other Pokemon you mentioned except for Kyogre and an origin form Giratina. So could you recommend ones that I could get easily-ish? I believe this is referring to the question of generic good DPS, like like what are good Pokemon to power up if you have no idea what to power up? Okay. And I think we mentioned things, yes, that are kind of gated behind having a particular moveset. Yeah, well, that, mostly because we were doing it a little bit quicker at the time, I think. We yes. tried to be rapid fire, but I, I have a couple of other ones that you could easily get at least. Yeah, I think really quickly, though, we can grandfather Machamp from the last list into yeah. this list. But Machamp, Machamp, obviously, is great. Dragonite, okay. good option, especially with mm-hmm. the current event. Tyranitar is not the most accessible, but Bite Crunch Tyranitar is still very good. Mm-hmm. Gyarados, we just talked about. We're about to have it. He's a decent water-type attacker if you don't want to use Kingler for the water. Tangrowth is a good grass-type attacker. If you want to find a place to actually use those Sinnoh stones, it's it's a good option. And I would say if if times are tough or you're brand, brand, brand new to the game, 
some people are going to hate me for saying this, but the evolutions are really not bad to fall back on. Uh, Flareon is is not it's not going to blow you away with fire DPS, but it'll do the job. Vaporeon is the best Vaporeon, out of all of them. Okay, yeah, yeah, Vaporeon you can make an argument for, but the other two, Jolteon especially, not really. Just a couple more: Electivire and Magnazone. Those are you know special evolutions, but they're relatively available. Those are very good electric types that you can mm-hmm. use. Also for fire type DPS, we did just have a bunch of Litwick spawning a lot for GoFest weekend and for several events prior to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Chandelure for fire DPS is up there as well. And so those are just some suggestions. I hope that those are a little bit more accessible. And if not, hey, write in again. I guess we'll do another one. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I also have some very good news. My first ever shiny Ralts has finally fully evolved. Nice. I have been walking to get enough candies to evolve. I have attached a photo of my shiny three-star Gardevoir. Suggestions on nicknames. I will choose the best one for her. A Team Rocket grunt just pushed the candy over the edge with a pineapple shadow Ralts. Nice. This just happened on the second day of GoFest. Woo! I may not have got a single shiny of any kind, but at least I have finally got my dragon type killer and there's confusion and dazzling gleam. And she hasn't failed me yet. I tried her out on leader cliff and destroyed him. Nice. His Pokemon fainted except Articuno before they even came out of their Pokeballs. She is even good in ultra league. Finally, I have some chance at winning. No Dragonite will be able to stand in my way ever <laughs> again. I am hoping to encounter three golden magic carp for community day, but knowing me, I will probably only be able to get one. Hey, keep trying. You're going to walk away with 30 just because you said that. <laughs> Thanks for reading my emails and answering all my questions, no matter how long the emails are. Well, of course, Joshua, thank you for taking the time to write them out. As for the nickname for the guard of war. Oh, I'm the wrong person to be asking these. <laughs> the inbox is open. I've learned from our streams that the community out there is way better at nicknaming Pokemon than we are. Yeah. <laughs> so if anybody has any ideas, shoot them in, maybe attach them to a PS at the end of an email you would have sent otherwise. And uh, we'll gather some ideas for Joshua. It'll be kind of fun. But thanks for the email. Next email is from Mike. Hello, Kyle and Chris. Had to switch it up for my second email to answer the question about Team Rocket Shadow subject. If they're taking the shadow idea from the Pokemon XD game, which was an amazing game, by the way, it was pretty good. Yes. <laughs> for the time, Yes. The Pokemon should be purified, as you both said. They're being rescued from Team Rocket. So keeping them in frustration, as you said last week, Chris, just seems wrong if we're supposed to be the hero. I say purify them. I think there should be something that makes a purified Pokemon better than a shadow Pokemon instead, besides the cool effects when they're your walking buddy. One thing I think would be a great addition to the game would be an improvement on training your Pokemon. I think if you have a Pokemon that has bad IV stats, you should be able to train it to improve the overall stats. I'm not saying that you should be able to make all your Pokemon perfect, There should be a cap of some sort. It would give the poor Pokemon that are transferred to Professor Willow by the millions a day a chance to be a better Pokemon. True. If you're willing to spend the time training the bad Ivy Pokemon, you can turn that zero into a hero. (laughs) I'm a sucker for any Hercules reference, please. By the way, don't you wonder what the professor does with all those Pokemon anyway? No, we know there's a grinder in the back of his lab. Mm -hmm. They all actually go into those candies. It's cannibalism. But will it blend? (laughs) I have to say the pool for this dragon week has been awesome. I wish this was the pool for GoFest. A lot more Pokemon with a shiny chance makes the game that much more exciting, especially dragon types. So my question is, what would you consider to be a good Pokemon to be a good ally as your best buddy for PvP or raids? The majority of the best buddies I have started out as my walking buddies for candies to evolve them. Or as Kyle said last episode, limes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when we answer that real quick. Then. Okay. Uh, well, I think Dialga is the one that you're about to say. Yes, Dialga is one of the number one. 
another noteworthy one is Sableye. Yes. Uh, Mewtwo wouldn't hurt from a CP increase since it's already the king, a little bit yeah. more so. One of the biggest things for best buddy level boost, at least, is considering if they'll break any thresholds. As we've mentioned in the past, Dialga breaks several with his best buddy level, and Sableye gets right up to 1500 or something. 1582 or something like that with best buddy i don't remember but for raids it's kind of really the one you want because none of them are going to make a significant difference if that's your goal i would say if you're looking for a good best buddy for raids refer to the list that we had last week to joshua's question yeah those six those are are some safe bets to invest in and that also includes best buddy investment my second question is of all the shiny pokemon you have caught who was your all-time favorite or the one that you got the most excited about? Don't say Gibble. Mine was a shiny coughing. Yeah, I know you think he's useless, Chris, which he kind of is. <laughs> but he was the first shiny Pokemon I ever caught in the main series game. So it's for that reason that he's my favorite. Congrats on the shiny Gibbles, even though I'm so jealous. Hopefully Chris caught another one to even the score. He did not. I didn't. Hope you both meet your goals. No. I also your number one Florida that. listener, Mike. Well, so answer the question, it's really hard. <laughs> because have, it's Gibble and we can't say Gibble. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's not It's not Gibble. For me, it's not. I have several. No. So I have three, and they're not necessarily what you would expect. One is my shiny Kyogre. Oh, that you were about to say three the three requests you got this week, and I was about to throw <laughs> up in my mouth. <laughs> um, shiny Kyogre, my first shiny Kyogre, which I also have almost maxed out. I just haven't finished yet. Because it was like the first event day I really went out and played Pokemon Go coming back. And it's just, you know, it's got a lot of memories. It's a really strong Pokemon. I love the shiny. Another one is, I've mentioned on the show as well, my shiny Puchiana. Puchiana? Puchiana? Puchiana. For, for those listening, wondering, it's pronounced Puchiana. What was the other one that, that everybody's making an argument for? The Puchi, Puch. Hina, Puchian, Puchina, Puchin, Hyena. It's supposed to be pronounced Puch like Hyena. hyena. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a shiny one of those as a hatch out of an egg after the first Go Fest while we were all at dinner, and I gave it to my girlfriend. And it, I don't have it anymore, but it doesn't matter. It's still one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And the last one is a shiny Growlithe that I got from a special research. I haven't done anything with it. It's just there. I just am really happy that I have it. That's a solid list. I, I don't have as much thought put into my shinies as well, but I would say my favorite shiny I have so far is shiny Wobbuffet. Okay. Now, it could be improved. It could be a female shiny Wobbuffet because I love Mrs. Wobbuffet with the lipstick. It's probably one of the coolest, funniest things in the game. Yeah. But I just like how dumb and huge and pink it is. So that being said, I mean, I could have said Kyogre or Whalmer for the same reason, but I only have one Wobbuffet and I have multiples of the other. So mm-hmm. the Wobbuffet feels so much more special. You know what I mean? Yep. Love it. Absolutely love it. But that's pretty much it. If I can't say Gibble and stuff, I'm not too, I don't like go out and shiny hunt. So like when I get them, I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. You know, like <laughs> I'm not like I was, I've been looking for you, you know, there are one or two Pokemon like that. Like shiny Scyther is like that for me. I have been looking for that one, but the day has not yet come so i hope that answers your question that's it from mike right yeah okay but thank you for your email mike really appreciate it this next one's from danny hi chris kyle or kyle chris 
Well, let's just let's just settle on Chris Kyle this time since I'm reading it. Just heard you <laughs> kindly reading out my email emails on the latest show. Thank you. I love people that write these out when the emails <laughs> sound. It's great. Just to follow up, Chris asked what my pod is called. It would have helped had I told you the name. Whoops. <laughs> it's called With Me Now. It's called that as it's our signature opener to interviews we do when touring the country doing park run tourism, which is stopped for now thanks to COVID. It's on iTunes, Spotify, etc. Best to search for With Me Now podcast and it should appear. It's a bit niche, but we try to make it as funny as possible for everyone. I too was a runner in a former life 240 marathon, but have been through a few tough times the past few years and lost my fitness as a result. Pokemon has definitely filled the hole and given me motivation to get out and about when I otherwise would have not. Isn't that lovely? Same thing for me. Uh, this this game is, has done that for me as well. So Danny, you and I, kindred spirits on that level. I'm loving the length of the latest pod, by the way, as it's given me an excuse to spend more time today, a Sunday, doing my gold gym thing while listening to you. Well, don't get used to two hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens when it needs to happen. And, and last week was very long because it needed to happen. But may I finish the email to say I love to go fast in many ways and agree with your sentiments that it wasn't perfect, but it had so much to offer. My friends and I approximately walked 35 to 40 kilometers over the two days. Whoa. And caught a bunch of shinies, but the everlasting memory will be me losing a shiny Marowak and a shiny G unknown to bad go plus play and not paying attention on the Saturday. Ooh, that feels bad. That feels real bad. I hold hope that I will avenge this mistake one day and hope that calamity of mine gets a resounding oof sound from your listeners. I think I heard it. Oof. I think I heard it over the yeah, trees I at a distance. <laughs> All the best. Loving your work, Danny. Well. Thanks, Danny. And Danny, the reason that Danny gave us the name to his podcast was because we asked for it. It's a running podcast. Again, go ahead and look up with the With Me Now podcast, and I'll try to find it and put a link in the show notes as well to help get the word out. I'm going to give it a listen. That sounds like a great, a great podcast. I like fun and having fun. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for the email, Danny. So next email is from Jackson. He said, ciao. It's Italian for hello. That tracks. After a really long time, I finally have a question. People have been pondering for years. Why can't I think of a question? And that's because I couldn't think of one. All right, here's my question. When do you think the stars will come back to community days? I want my shiny Snivy. Adio, Italian for goodbye, Jackson. That's a good question. It is a good question. I have a plausible answer. Okay. I have when, an implausible answer. I'd like to hear yours first. When we see the launch of Gen 6, I think yeah. the, the month after that will be the the first starter community day but that also begs the question then why are they so nervous to do it until they have uh, some sort of cushion with other starters behind it we've already gone this far without doing the starters they've broken the pattern why not just do them and then make us wait it is a good question i couldn't tell you but I, then again why do we have the community days that we've had uh, you know <laughs> True. And I mean, again, you know, the commonality of the last few also having mega forms and megas coming out later this year, who knows what they're, where their head's at with this. And I think part of the fun is trying to suss it out. But mm -hmm. I think it's probably a safe bet. We'll see another starter in in a community day or featured in a community rather probably before the end of the year. Or do you think next year? You know, I'm going to say January of next year. That's going to be my guess. OK, because I think. Way to, way to prices right me, Kyle. Okay. Well, I'm just saying because I <laughs> this is fair. But I think we could imagine seeing Gen 6 hit us at the end of this year, October, November-ish area, possibly. Yeah. I think we speculated last week. But then, you know, that doesn't mesh very well with December being the 
collective community days happening. So then you got to wait until January to actually do things. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree because December is going to be kind of like the, hey, we had a year. Let's talk about it sort of events like we had the past two years. So maybe they'll keep with this theme of the votes and stuff until we kind of get out of this weird sort of him and and Heinz or a situation where half the globe is on lockdown still and half of it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, probably they won't bring out those real popular hard hitters like the starters uh, until it's clear for them to make a, a proper strategy for them. Right. So, yeah, I think you're probably right. Not until after January, but I'd like to see it before the end of the year. I would really like a November community day that. Since we've already had Ghastly, maybe we'll have something else. But mm-hmm. but who knows? It's a really good question. I've never even thought about it. And with that being said, thank you for your email, Jackson. Always, always an insightful question. This next one is from Theo. Hi, Chris and Kyle. I'm Theo, writing in for my dad's email. I'm a level 32 Team Mystic player who is 13 years old. Well, hello, Theo. Thanks for writing in. I had really just so much fun at GoFest, but I only got one shiny Pokemon, and for a second I was really happy. It was an event Charmander, and I really, really want shiny Charizard, but unfortunately I can't evolve event Pokemon. (gasps) So if somebody has a non-event Charmander, hit me up. Oh, the pain. I know. Theo, that's awful. Yeah. Yeah. We've been bemoaning the fact that those starters can't evolve, but especially if it's your first one and you don't have a shiny Charizard yet, ooh, that doesn't feel good. Anyway, I'm very hyped for Rayquaza in raids because it's my favorite legendary Pokemon. But there's one problem. I won't be able to shiny hunt it. I have one question. If you could pick a team of six legendary Pokemon, may include Megas and Mythical Pokemon, who would they be? For example, mine would be Dialga, Shiny Rayquaza, a baby Lugia, Articuno, Mew, and Groudon. I really love the show and will listen. I really love the show and will continue to listen to it. Keep up the good work from Theo, the Pokemon lover. Thank you for your email, Theo. All right. Kyle, so this question, a team of six legendary Pokemon, who is it going to be? Okay, well, Rayquaza is one of them for mm-hmm. sure. Yvitel is another for me. That's, we don't have that one yet. That one's uh, Gen 6 is coming up, but that's I just love the Pokemon's design. Landorus, it's another Pokemon that I just really like the design. Mewtwo. Just okay. plain old Mewtwo. <laughs> I like Mewtwo. how that just fell out of your mouth. You're like, I guess Mewtwo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Groudon for me as well. I, you know, I had Ruby. It's got to be Groudon. Mm-hmm. And then you can't not have a ghost. So it's got to be Giratina origin form. So, oh, there's no ghost on my team, but I appreciate oh, and you. Uh, appreciate is, you is and respect your choices. Type? Oh, wait. Well, duh. Hello. Have we met? You ready? Mm-hmm. All right. All three of the legendary beasts, so Raikou, Entei, and Suicune, just for some coverage. Additional coverage in the forms of Dialga, Genesect, and Cresselia. Okay, Genesect, that's right. Is Genesect mm-hmm. the only legendary bug? Uh, n- yeah, n- yes, yes, yep. Oh, you know what I could? You know what I could do? Uh, you can make an argument for a second legendary bug type. You could have a Civili <laughs> holding no. the bug memory. Nobody. <laughs> cares about civil eye get that pokemon out of here oh trust me other than that one reference never again <laughs> okay anyway thank you for the email theo really appreciate it hope you have a nice week and i hope that you have some increased charmander luck for a regular old shiny charmander to get your charizard so next emails from cameron and she said good morning there's like 11 o's mm-hmm. man what a two weeks it has been 
I don't have the time nor energy to tell everything, but long story short, my first GoFest was incredible and I had so much fun. I've always been a solo player and because of the community you guys have created, it felt like I was playing Pogo with everyone. I originally was going to be by myself, but I managed to get one of my high school friends to get a ticket and we went around our local park on the first day. I was worried it would be crowded and I wouldn't be able to go out. My brother is immunocompromised, so I couldn't risk being in crowds, but I only saw four to five other people there. Overall, a wonderful experience, and I hope someday we can all be together for real. You bet. Highlights, since I wrote in last. My first Gibble catch of GoFest was Shiny, and I named him Gibby. Gibby! That's also amazing. Nice. I got my first ever Shiny Rayquaza, and I named him Jayquaza, after my friend Jay. (laughs) Oh, uh uh-oh. In her original feedback that we read at the top of the show... She also spelled the Rayquaza as Jayquaza, and I thought it was a typo. Oh. So I, oh no. Well, Cameron, I'm sorry. Here it is. Here's the shout out to your friend Jay. My bad. <laughs> I've improved a lot. I've improved a lot in PvP this season, and I'm excited to get more involved outside of Go Battle League. I finally earned my gold dragon badge, and I got to level 40. Yes, congratulations. 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 Yes. And a go fest no less. Now the grind Woo. actually begins. <laughs> I have some more in-depth comments and questions than usual, and I'd like some input from you two and other listeners too. Pokemon Go has been such an amazing thing for me lately with keeping me busy during quarantine and getting to know this wonderful community you've created. However, I'm having trouble balancing my time properly between playing Pokemon Go and other things I have to do. It's not like it's taking control of my life and it's all I do, but it's a matter of getting distracted. As you know, Pokemon Go has a lot to offer and there's lots to do and explore. I can be set on doing something around the house and next thing I know, I've been sitting there organizing my Pokemon stores for an hour that I could have been spent being productive. And to be clear, it happens with things that can be put off like cleaning my room or doing laundry. I don't prioritize Pokemon Go above more important things like school, work, or family and friends. Part of this is because I have ADD and I struggle to get motivated to do things, but that doesn't change the situation here. Pokemon Go is really fun, and I'm definitely more than a casual player, but I find it hard to pull myself away from the game when I could be spending my time doing other things. It's similar to the concept when you binge watch Netflix. You say one more episode, and then I'm done for now, and then you watch seven more seasons. (laughs) True. I'm interested to know if anyone else had this problem where you know you have stuff you could be doing, but you can't pull yourself away. If you do, how do you make sure you have the self-control to keep from being sucked in? Living with the ADD and having this problem in other areas of my life is already irritating enough. I really do want to be productive and on top of things, but the motivation to actually do it isn't there unless I take meds, which I try not to take outside of school and work. I'm hoping this changes once I go to college and have a real routine again which I have not had since we left school in March. But I have more important things to do that I know can't be pushed aside in favor of a video game. I hope you guys have an awesome week and have better experiences with Dragon Week than I have. Also, thanks for the love on the community playlist. I love sharing my passion for music with others and knowing that people enjoy it makes me so happy. Cameron. All right, so the question is balancing a love and interest for Pokemon Go with other things and responsibilities in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. So this is something that hits me a little bit close to home, Cameron, as well. I think I think Kyle to a degree because we both played World of Warcraft a lot when we were younger. Yeah. 
and it took over our lives in ways that we have bonded over and become closer as friends because of it <laughs> almost comrades of the old battlefield that was world of warcraft while we were in high school whoops <laughs> anyway so the point mean what i find when i'm balancing these things that i'm interested in with all these other responsibilities that i have right like i also this expands to things like podcasting and stuff like that this isn't what i do for my main work i have a job a full-time job and i do this as well how do i know when i'm spending too much time focusing on side projects and not focusing on say like other things right and side projects can apply to pokemon go and other hobbies or interests right i think the most important thing because the answer is going to be different for every single person when you look back at the way you've spent your day do you feel good about it or do you not feel good about it if you don't feel good about it then kind of break it down what exactly about it do you not feel good about what do you think you can change to try to make it so that at the end of the day, you feel good about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of this has to do with some sort of mental health as well. And so I could I mean, I'll always be the first person to say, hey, go talk to a friend, go talk to somebody, bounce these ideas off of somebody else, normalizes a little bit. If you have access to a therapist and you're comfortable doing that, go do that because I think that's incredibly healthy. But I think the point is, is that as long as you're okay with the choices you're making and you don't feel like choices are being made for you based off of you know routine or habit, then as long as you feel like you're in control, I think it's completely okay. And obviously, if, of course, your normalized view of things doesn't include you not going to your job and stuff like that, but that seems to not be the problem here, like you mentioned, Cameron. (laughs) So that's just my my two cents. What do you think, Kyle? I think that's good general advice in regards to specifically Pokemon Go. I try to make sure that I have times to play Pokemon Go. I don't play pokemon go as a all right i'm going out to play pokemon go it's like oh i'm i'm home for the day let's go play pokemon go it's all right on tuesday i'm playing pokemon go and then on saturday i'm playing pokemon go and then on you know i pick a time that i'm going to organize my inventory mm-hmm. i don't just open the game and start looking because then i know i'm gonna get lost and start checking ivs and scrolling and scrolling and being like oh my god it's a mess in here who let right. me do this right So I think what you mentioned, what Cameron mentioned about having a real routine is a really important part, even for video games, having times when things are okay to do and not interfere with everything else is a huge help. Right. And there's there's an important key psychological thing to really kind of factor in here. And Kyle does this. What he just described, he does this. It's it's have intention with your actions, because if you act without intention, intention will will act through you. So if you look at this in Pokemon Go, right? Pokemon Go's intention, its want is for you to give it as much time as you're able to, right? Spend more time in the app, spend your money there, spend time. We all know that. Of course, they want people to spend. It's a business, but of course, the question is balance. So if you go in there without intention, you inherit the intention from the game because you're just reacting to it at a core level, right? You don't have a higher level thing that supersedes what it's trying to accomplish through you or with you, right? So you then inherit the intention, which is then you spend all of your time on it. But if you're like Kyle and you're like, on Tuesdays, I intend to play Pokemon Go, even though the game is like, hey, but there's going to be this big event on Thursday. You're like, well, Tuesday is my day. And on Thursday, I'm busy doing other things. Mm-hmm. It supersedes it. So it's it's about control through the intention of your thoughts. Definitely. I, I agree. All right. Anyway, like like I said, Kyle and I could probably talk about this. I could talk about it for three hours. Kyle could talk about it for another three. And nobody wants to sit here for six hours listening to us talk about psychology because we're not qualified to talk about it at all uh so anyway cameron thanks thanks so much for the email it's a complicated battle and i think it's going to be an ongoing one if it's not pokemon go it could be something else right 
And this applies to a lot of different things in all of our lives. But that brings us to the end of the show. If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email like all of these fine folks did, you can do so by sending it to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 262-586-7717. You can also visit our website, gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. Visit and follow our Twitch channel if you want to see Kyle and I play through Crystal Version currently on Thursday nights at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. That's twitch.tv forward slash gocastpodcast. And new this week on Monday, I'm going to be doing this next Monday as well and for the foreseeable Mondays that I'm able to do so. We're doing this fun thing called Mashup Mondays. It's also 7.30 p.m. Central Time at the same Twitch channel where we take 10 Pokemon from a bank that patrons have put together. We spin a wheel, an actual wheel on stream until we get two of them. And then we just combine them for 30 minutes or... 55 minutes if you're a giraffe rig mixed with the Mr. Rhyme, but oh my God. there's that. <laughs> I had such a good time. I hope other people swing by because everybody was like, this is Zen. Let's just hang out and listen to some, you know, chill hop and draw Pokemon together. Like, who doesn't want to do that? Yeah, man, you know, what, whatever's, whatever's around. Not too distracting, right? <laughs> but anyway, yeah. And then if you want to help support the show monetarily, you can do so via Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash GoCast podcast. And if, uh, you know, monetary support isn't in the cards for you, you can always leave us a review on whatever sort of podcatching service you, you know, listen to us on. Or if you have multiple, I wouldn't be opposed to you reviewing us on multiple, just saying. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, if it has infrastructure for reviews, please, we would really appreciate it. It's pretty quick, free and easy for you to do so. And it helps us out a lot. That being said, Mr. Kyle, we need to set goals and we need to remember to set shiny goals for this weekend. Yep. Okay. I'm eager to hear what you have going on. All right, I got goal of 18 shiny Magikarp. Oh, okay. And 450,000 Stardust. Woo! You're planning on uh, catching some Pokemon this weekend. I got a new plus to replace my one that was kind of shaky, so I plan on at least being out for the entirety of the time. And you don't have to max anything this week at all. I don't, so that's my Stardust right there. Um... Oh, I don't know. I got a third goal. Not really. I don't really got a third goal. I'm walking. I'm walking Dialga. My goal for Dialga is going to be to work on his his best buddyhood for now. Ooh. Uh, I don't know how many hearts is a reasonable goal in a week because I'm definitely not going to be doing like an insane amount. So how many hearts can you earn in a day? Ten, right? Three, six. Not yet. If you're not. So you can, yeah. If you're not using the poffin. Yes. If you're crazy, you can earn ten. So we got seven days until we record next. So let's just say. 50? 40. 40. 40. Okay, 40 hearts. I got that. That sounds good. And that's it for your goals? Yep. Okay, I've got 18 shiny magic card, 450 stardust, and work on I have BB, but best buddy for Dialga, 40 yep. hearts. Right? Yep. Awesome. Okay, for myself, 20 shiny magic card, because it's got to be multiple of five, 400,000 stardust, and then I have to max a ninjask. I'm starting the Ninkata oh. maxing series next. I'm very excited about that. That'll be fun. So, alrighty, that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening to the end of this show. We'll see you all next week. Good luck on Magic Carp Community Day. See ya then. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.